Jazz games are back, and so is the Ford Fan Zone. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone, all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Tonight, the Jazz and the Thunder. Game 1 of 82. We want answers. And we're not going to get them, PK. Answers to what? How good are the Jazz? Can they win it all? Yes, they can. We're not going to get that until the postseason. Nope. 82 games to tune up for the postseason. I got rest of fall, all of winter, and most of spring to go. But I'm willing to be patient. And I'm going to enjoy the ride, too. I think that's important. Not just be the championship adrenaline addict and wait for the playoffs in every sport. Correct. Soak up the regular season. Watch the games. Wait for the big moments, the highlights, the crazy plays. Stockton said this years ago, and the more I think about it, the more he's right. There's, it's about the journey, too, not just exclusively the end result, because there can be a lot of good, a lot of fun along the way. And so take advantage of that opportunity to have some fun with the journey along the way. You're going to play 82. Some of them are going to be stuff you remember. Others are going to be stuff you forget the next week. <laughs> and, and that's the thing about sports. I mean, who knew when if the Dodgers go on and win the World Series, they'll look back at that Bellinger hit. Absolutely. So really, as you're going into the bottom of the eighth, who knew? You don't. That's why we love sports. Yeah, exactly. Unscripted drama. Right. There's some stuff we just for can't a kid get. who was the MVP at 24 and sucks at 26. Complete and total awful season. Yeah, all the numbers this year terrible. And, and he manages to to get on top of a fastball and drives that thing. Place was packed, going nuts. The season's on the line. Yeah, yeah. Because you go down three zero. Yeah, and, you're, and it's five two. Much the, done. Five two in the eighth inning. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. in, you're in you trouble. Out? Yeah, you are in trouble. Massive trouble. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Yach, you got Charlie Steiner losing his mind? Well, he didn't really lose his mind. I'm overstating it. But Charlie was pretty, like, he, when he hit it, he's like, the, you could hear in his voice, like, that's what everybody's hoping for. I can't believe he just did that. Here's Charlie Steiner on the call. And a fly ball to right center field. It's well hit, and it is gone. A three-run home run for Bellinger. We've got a new game. It's tied at we were talking about the other day how you always mention when it's Charlie Steiner because you know him and you don't know anybody else's play-by-play guy. Uh, and, yeah, that that was an unbelievable, shocking. We throw unbelievable around so casually. Stunning moment. Uh, great moment. It, now they got to go on and win the World Series because with a team with an $8 trillion payroll. <laughs> Losing in five games in the NLCS isn't good enough. Or in the World Series for that matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, The next round. Uh, so that's the whole beauty of it. So there's going to be moments. We don't know what the moments are going to be, but there's going to be a moment that Mitchell is just going to make an unbelievable play, and it's going to be a wow, come out of your seat if you're at home or at the arena, or you know if it could be a away game for that matter, and there's going to be a lot of fun moments along the way. So go ahead and enjoy him. You know, when I was watching LeBron last night, I'm thinking, you know, this is fun to watch LeBron play ball because he looked great. 
and he's 37 years old. And he's not going to be around much longer basketball-wise, and hopefully for he and his family and all that, and he's going to be around for a long time. But, heck, we said that about Kobe, and he's not around literally. Uh, so I, I say take advantage of the journey and the joy in the journey because there's a lot of stuff there. We're going to have a lot of great moments. And like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles might be coming to the end. You know, this is it. This is his last year's deal, right? Could be. He's in his it, mid-30s now. Yeah. So it doesn't last forever for anybody. No. And Joe is fun to watch. He's laughing. He's carrying on. He's a man of the community. One of the better stories that this franchise is ever going to have, the way he and his wife have made the connection so strong, put foreign people, put down roots. Now, the roots aren't going to be here forever, but that's the, even more reason to enjoy him while he's here because he's a Utah through and through. And in short order, whatever it's next offseason, the season after that, I don't know, he's going to go back to Australia. He said that, as he should. That's where he's from. That's where his family's from. So there's going to be good times in the meantime it's like a kid growing up you know what's going to happen and you know when they're yacht's kids age it seems so far-fetched but you still know it's going to happen and then you get old timers telling you to make sure you take advantage of it because it's going to happen it will happen and the same thing here so even if they don't win the title there's still a lot of fun times to be had there will be a moment there will be a play Last year, they brought everybody up out of their seats, cross-court pass to Bogey, behind the back to Donovan Mitchell, one hand all the way into the other corner, and Joe hits a three. Right. The place went nuts. That's the only time he's going to hit anything off of a Mitchell fastball. (laughs) we we got to find out if we've had resolution on that, don't we? Have they done that yet? I don't think they have. We would have heard about it. It would have come up. Uh, Yeah. And so... Uh, it, that was a fun, fun play. And, and I go, wow, that's that's what I love about basketball. I hate to pound it in the pavement and, you know, guys standing around in the old days pointing illegal defense put me to sleep already uh, because I believe collectively these are the world's best athletes, you know, not every single one of them, and there's other athletes in other sports and all that stuff. But as a collection, as a group, I think these are the best. And to see these guys run and jump and shoot – and do the things they do is very, very impressive. And to see ball movement, too. you know, The ball has got to move. In order for me to enjoy the game, the, the ball has got to move. And that particular play that, you, play that you highlight, the ball moved literally both directions of the court and ends up with Joe, who worked his butt off to be able to perfect the catch above the shoulders, don't bring it down, shoot. That takes a lot of practice to get to that level. And he's gotten to that level, and he can do that. So that's just one example in one of many. But that pass right on Joe's forehead, short release. Defender's got less time to recover. Right. Joe's got it down cold. Yeah. And Donovan's a pitcher, so he can put it right between the eyebrows. Oh, yeah, that was a phenomenal pass. Yeah. The whole play, the whole thing, uh, from start to finish, and Joe... Uh, culminated in it with a three. Place went nuts. It was a great play. Absolutely loved it. I remember I tweeted it out. That's that's the essence of why I watch the sport. So let's not get caught up in the finals right now, October and all the way through. You know, when we start to get to March, all right, another story. But we're we're heck, we're a long ways away from that. So enjoy the fact that they're there. They're back. Fans get to go. We have some semblance of normalcy. I think that's good. That, that's good enough for me to celebrate in the short term. We'll worry about the 
the postseason. And I get it. it and I, I've never been that way. There's never been an NBA team that's disappointed me and broke my heart because it just didn't. I mean, I was a kid in Madison Square Garden watching the Lakers and the Knicks play. Young, young kid. And I remember sitting there thinking, man, there's Wilt. There's Jerry West, Walt Frazier. I couldn't, even as a kid, I didn't care who won, but I was so thrilled to be there. And just for me, it's about the competition. And I remember sitting there watching that game thinking, this is absolutely awesome. And I couldn't tell you who won the game now. Uh, I think the Knicks won the series, right? They won the NBA title, right? Yep. Yeah. So I found joy in it. Of course, I didn't have a team that I rooted for, so it didn't matter who won or who lost. And I get that's a little bit different. I mean, that's I, I worry about you in the next month when the San Diego State team loses. I really, oh, don't I, worry about I, it. No, you'll be I've, crushed. You're I've li- dealt with it a million your, times. Your little heart will be broken. No, I'll be mildly disappointed. No, you'll be you'll be crushed in the moment. Come nope. on, show vulnerability. Nope, people I expect will actually it. respect you more. I expect that. I see it coming. But yet you saw the Devils winning every game, but now you don't see the you don't see the Aztecs winning every game. No, I don't. <laughs> that's the definition. Nevada, of, that's the definition of fandom, right there. Nevada will get them. <laughs> well, the Devils didn't win every game. I never think a team's going to win every game. <laughs> okay, but you you just predicted every one of their wins. <laughs> and I've got conclusive proof that you root against them. Oh, really? Yes. Why would I root against them? That's the question I haven't been able to answer. That's because you made the whole thing no, up. No, I didn't. I've got comp- totally I, I, made it. I've up. got conclusive proof. Jacob C. Hatch. Jacob young, C. Young Hatch. I oh, told no. David no, 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 DJ. No, no, no. I told David DJ James Wednesday when he asked that my gut feeling on BYU Utah this week was that they would split this weekend with one team winning yeah. and the other team losing. It's true story. Hence, that's redundancy. But that's what split means. Um, Sorry. BYU football did the losing, so go Utes and make me look smart tonight, won't you? And then David DJ James. Full disclosure, I was feeling two losses. Hopefully this ages poorly. So yes. you were rooting against the Devils! Oh, it's yeah. conclusive proof you tweeted it out! You are guilty! G-U-I! L-T-Y! Don't you know? Just this is you changing. It. This is you changing the question again. Of course I want the local teams to win. So so you're Absolutely. rooting against the Devils. Yes, but that's not the same as rooting against them all the time. Most Who cares? Of the time, you're I just rooting against care. them in the most recent game. Yes, ever. yes. And I rooted against them when they were in Provo. Right. And if they go to Utah right. State, I'll root against them again. Bing. Oh, locals winning good for ratings. Locals way, winning good we're for web traffic. We're into this. We keep getting new deals. What yep. difference does it make at this point? What these people do? <laughs> <laughs> it's still because one day we won't. And at that point, I'll be done. I know. I'm not going to do it forever. I want to be done at some point. But you want to be done when you want to be done, not when someone else wants to be done. And that's what's going to happen. So don't you worry your pretty little face. Not 100%. It's radio. Well, maybe for you, but not for me. I am that good. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not for you, but for me. The essence of PK right there. Yeah. But now he's going to have people tweeting at him and his notifications that are off because they think he was serious right then. 
<laughs> and true, I know better. True story. And though. I know better. So I don't really care. I, I know that was 100%. I don't want to read people ripping me. Why is it? You don't get that. You tweet. That was a lovely play. You don't ever tweet anything that does anything controversial. So you don't get, you're not going to get ripped. That's actually not true, but whatever. Oh, not as much as you. You're right. Not as much as you. In 2013, I remember that tweet. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. (laughs) And I can't help myself. Remember that one time. (laughs) So I just turned the notifications off. So, but I'm here available. You want to take shots at me? You can get me from seven or six to 10. Otherwise, I I don't want to hear what you have to say on Twitter. Unless you say I love you. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you didn't care. <laughs> well, everybody wants to be complimented, even me. You, you know, said two or three know. times a month would be nice, or a year even. You're the best, PK. Yeah, but you don't mean it. I do. We love you. Yeah, but that's because you're forced because I make you money. It's just a financial arrangement here. It's like Phil Knight and the Ducks. It's like you said about, though, ma- marry money and you'll learn to love them. We married money and we learned to love you. <laughs> marry money. Yes. Been you'll learn to love them. You don't remember saying that? Yeah, my mother said it a thousand times. Right. Okay. <laughs> my own father said it to me. It's, did he really? Yeah, said, Your dad did? My, dad, my dad's exact words. You know you can marry into more money than you can make in a lifetime in about five seconds, right? <laughs> oh, especially where you are. All those entrepreneurs down there uh, in Utah yeah. County. Come on. Everyone's trying to make a buck off a ward member. <laughs> All right, we're giving away jazz tickets in 10 minutes. Keep it dialed in right here, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here. Give it up, give it up, With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 7. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Had Riley Jensen and Barry Trammell on earlier this morning. You can listen to those interviews at 1280thezone.com. Barry got into a little bit of the money in the Big 12 and was singing the TV money could be in the $18 million range. Says right now they're paying out $10 million in bowl money and NCAA basketball tournament money. So thinking that uh, $25 to $30 million range, probably closer to 25 than 30 Don't know if they'll be able to replicate the Oklahoma playoff money that's coming in from the college football playoff. But that's a pretty good neighborhood for BYU. It's a better neighborhood than they're in right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's more than double. Right. It'll be a hit for the teams that are in the league, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Yeah, we'll see. But for the new teams coming in, heyday. Let's see what they can do. Let's give them a chance as a league. Uh, You know, and now they've got uh, another time zone. Well, they've got two more time zones. No, they've already had West Virginia in the East, so I take that back. Uh, But obviously they've got BYU uh, that they can use to their advantage. Yep. Late night game. Those home games, Big 12 games, there'll be a lot of them. A lot of them falling at 8, 8.15, 8.30. 
No different than independence. It really isn't, no. Fact, and if you have a big enough game, it'll still get moved to 130, just like the USC game did. And this is the third Boise. straight week. Yeah, Boise State home game did. It's the third straight week they're going to play at 130. Yeah, the Wazoo game, game you don't really control. You don't. The, the Wazoo game could have ended up late, and it didn't. So uh, if there's a reason, the TV networks I mean, will move it. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. And you, so there's no point in complaining. Uh, I, I think that for BYU, the thing that's most important is they should have enough money to accomplish what they want. That is the key. Yeah. Are you going to be able to get the recruiting budgets where they need to be? Are you going to be able to pay the coaches you need to pay to retain them? Not just head coaches, but the recruiting pool for all the assistants in the and football program. And they have program. that, whether they will or not, to what degree remains to be seen. But they should have. But when have. Barry throws that number out, and you know he's delved into it, it's a good neighborhood, it's a pile of cash. And it's going to be expensive. Uh huh. So good to talk to Barry. Uh, a lot about the Big 12, a little bit about the NBA, Oklahoma City and the rebuild. They're the opener for the Jazz. They've got two really good players. Two guys who would play a lot of minutes, no matter where they were, I think. SGA, Shea Gilders, Alexander, and Lou Dort. Your Arizona State Sun Devil. <laughs> for one season? Yep. <laughs> I'll get into that. Damned for life. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he came in and good for him, man. He used what he needed. He went to Springboard, ASU baby. for playing time. Yeah. And he was going to get it because their program isn't very good usually. And and then bet on himself, was undrafted. I'm going to root for a guy like that. I view myself as undrafted. I realize I'm a white male, so I must have a certain opinion at all times. Uh, but, you know, each of us uh, have uh, different backgrounds if you only knew. And uh, you can bring different points of view that way. Um, but, you know, you can stereotype one group, but I guess you can't stereotype the other group. Interesting. Uh, whatever other groups they may be. Uh, but Lou Dort bet on himself, and he won. Who doesn't like that story? He won big time. Yeah. He can play for a lot of teams. That's awesome. But they've got two guys, and the Jazz have the solid solid eight-man rotation, and then we'll see beyond that. Butler looked good in the preseason, but now it's another level. The preseason's tougher than the summer league. He didn't get to play in the summer league, but preseason's tougher than the summer league. That's a step up, and now it's another step up to the regular season. It'll be another step up in intensity when they get to the playoffs. Well, I think if you're going to isolate Jared Butler in the role that they're going to ask him to do, he's probably going to be okay. Unless I'm mistaken, I don't think he's getting handed the keys to the offense the way Quinn Snyder did Donovan Mitchell. Probably not. Team's in a little different place. Right. So I I really am not worried about Jared Butler because I don't know to what level he's going to be an integral part. I mean, but if he does, that's awesome because I would look to give everybody, well, not everybody, but those who get the opportunities – You have to earn the right to get the opportunity, and then when you've earned that right to get that opportunity, you have to earn the right to get more of an opportunity. And because it is a salary cap league, and because the Jazz are well into the luxury tax, you can't pay everybody. You need guys on rookie deals or veterans on veteran minimums to perform at a high level and be good rotation guys. So they need to find those guys. You can't bring everybody in at $10 bucks a year. You're paying a couple stars way more than that. But you got a lot of guys in the 10 to $15 million range. So if they can find some guys, and maybe Butler's that guy. Contribute while you're on that. If he earns now. it. Right, exactly. 
All right, it is time to give away some tickets. Yachts ready for caller 12. We got two tickets to the season opener. See the Jazz and Thunder tonight, 7 o'clock. You can win two tickets right now. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. 855-340-ZONE. Caller 12 is going to the season opener tonight. If you don't win now, 1035, 11.35, 35 minutes after every hour, until 535. That'll be the last pair of tickets at 535. I'm giving away 20 tickets. 10 pair today. 10 straight hours at 35 after the hour. Call right now. All right, we also had uh, Riley on, and then we got into a big old back and forth about, and, and we were talking about the Aggies, but I think this applies to everybody. The Aggies at 4-2, and two, and bowl eligible, great. But what about eight wins? What about more than that? What about winning the division? You just have a great chance to win the division. The Aggies have a great chance to win the division. This Aggie game is for the Aggies what last week's Ute game was for the Utes. The Utes had to win that to put themselves in the driver's seat. If the Aggies beat CSU, they're in the driver's seat. They'll be in first place, and they will have wins over the other two one-loss teams in the division. Be a one-loss team themselves. So, big game for the Aggies. But Riley, as far as expectations, seemed a little reluctant to embrace the big expectations. Okay, is that fanboy or getting in so you don't... I, I've never been in that situation. So pro- probably a little bit, but the other difference between them and the Utes and the Cougars is the Utes and the Cougars are building off something. The Utes and the Cougars have success over the last year or two, whereas the Aggies were coming off a one-win season and a new coach. And the Utes and Cougars are bringing their staffs back, and we've seen these staffs coach up really good teams. So it is a different vibe. It's a bigger leap for the Aggies, but they're there now. Uh, yeah, they are there now. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you got to there. Yeah. But I get why it's been six weeks here, mental adjustment for him, because these first six games, they've had their bye already, so I guess it's seven weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, but eight weeks ago, he you. didn't have these expectations. But the first half of the schedule, to me, was a tougher half of their schedule. Well, what did, what did Blake Anderson have? What do you mean, what did Expectations. He have? Uh, you know, I don't know him well enough, well enough to know what they really were. I don't know if he came in thinking, we can win this division. I don't know if he knew the league well enough to know that for sure. No, He what? knew he had a quarterback. We uh, yeah. didn't know, but so, he's got a relationship. So he probably had way more confidence in that position than we had. Okay. But as far as the whole roster, you know, and do they have enough linemen, and how are the O&D lines going to come together? I didn't have a good feel for that. I don't know if he did. I certainly didn't think they'd be sitting here four and two. They have outstripped my expectations. But the back half of the schedule, I don't see why they aren't thinking at least four and two. And really, you can only win the game in front of you. So I'd be thinking, let's get CSU, which isn't Saturday. It's a Friday night game. It's Friday night. Yeah. It's a Friday night game. Yeah. So get CSU Friday night, and then you can reevaluate. You get air. You get CSU. They got a loss. Air Force has got a loss. You beat them both. Yeah, I think where the Aggies are at, they're just trying to win as many games as possible. And if it ends up being that you win the division, so be it. But if you don't, you can still you have, have a very a good, good year with eight or nine wins. Yeah. Right? And that's where I would go. That's the first year. Whereas you want the youth to win the division. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal for them and, every year because Kyle is not in the first year. And I don't think you can rely on bringing in a great defensive player and a great offensive player on grad transfers every year. So the point I'm making is no matter what the program, we're using Utah State as an example, you bring in 
all these transfers, so they hit the ground running, and that's great because they played for you at Arkansas State. So that's an unusual situation. So by definition, you can't count on unusual unusual situations every year. With that in mind, uh, winning eight nine ball games this year really gives you some energy for recruiting and gives you some big time ammo. I think that's the most important thing for the results of the first year is that you're not going to get a quarterback that you coached for four years to come into your program and be ready to made to go. Uh, look at Utah and Brewer. He comes in. He doesn't really know the program. The program doesn't really know him, and it didn't work. Well, Bonner comes in. He knows the program, even though it's brand new, because he was with those guys, the majority of them, including the head coach, who's the offensive engineer on that staff so he's able to get going right off the bat you can't count on that every year so a great first year to me really is about the success you can have in recruiting look at what we're building over here guys that's powerful that's a powerful statement come here and win everybody likes that yeah and look what i did and we can do this some more back baby uh, for sure. So you go looking at that. And to me, it's about accumulating as many wins as you can get this year. So even if they lose to CSU, that doesn't derail them from the potential of a good season. I don't think so, because I think that they can go out and and I think it probably derails them stuff. from winning the division. I, get, I get that. Yeah. But you can still go out and have an eight or nine win season. Which they, is At that point, they'd have to win out to, to have nine. Which is very much conceivable. But all of these schools have a couple of wins baked into the back half of the schedule. They all have two games. I feel very confident in them, and I assume they're going to be 17, 20, 24-point favorites in those games. Okay. So you're four and two or five and two now, but in my brain, well, I already think you're six and two, or in the case of BYU, seven and two. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because great seasons for all three of them can translate ultimately into the same thing, but different ways. For instance, if the Utes win the division, man, we've won it three out of four years now, and the only one we didn't last year, and that didn't really count. Come on, you're not going to judge us on that, are you? No. Uh, you practice game, then don't have a game. It's canceled. Blah blah blah. Throw the game together. There was they, no. Wasn't the Washington game was it thrown together at the end or middle? Because they had a, they had I the championship the week of the championship games. Everybody got assigned one more game. Yeah, so it was a bunch. And of you nonsense. played your season opener against a team that already played twice. Yeah, come on. It was totally weird. So of all the you, seasons not to win, that was the one. So you basically won three years in a row. Come on, man. We're the dominant team in the South. We're pretty much punching our ticket Speaking every year. Speaking of recruiting pitches, that that's, ought to sound good. And BYU, yeah. okay, we, we did last year. How's oh, the schedule? Well, we, yeah, we got seven power fives this year. You can't say the schedule. Now, particularly with BYU, most especially with BYU, if you're uh, recruiting uh, mission kids, you're a Big, you're 12, a big kid. 12 kid. When you come back, we're in the Big 12, if you're man. Not, if you're not a mission kid, then you play one year of independence, and you'd have three years in the Big 12. I am. If you redshirt, yeah. you're four years in the Big 12, and if you're a mission kid, then you're 100% into the Big 12 for sure, no matter what. Right. So, they, so they're recruiting the Big lot. 12 now, period. And I hear, oh, they're playing for the Independence Bowl. No, they're not. That's not the exclusive reason as to why they're playing football this second half of the season. It's for down. Yeah, I get the Independence Bowl isn't a glorious bowl and all that stuff, but it's not. It's not, that's part of the deal. But it's not exclusively the Independence Bowl. It's for to send the message that BYU is in a great spot and it's in as good a spot as Utah is now. And for years, it wasn't in as good a spot. The Utes were in a much better spot. Utah still has a better program than the BYU right now. But what BYU can sell 
is that, look at man, we can accomplish everything here just like you can there. And so that's for the LDS kid in state or anywhere for that matter, because BYU gets or Utah gets LDS kids outside of state and, and these other kids, too. Who's to say they don't have to be LDS and you can sell it. So it's really, really important for all three to finish strong. There are so many parallels between Utah and BYU, even though the fan base is uh, large segments of both fan bases. Just We're nothing alike. What are you talking yeah, right? about? And so here's another storyline for you. The Utes lost back-to-back games and really had to beat Washington State to avoid the three-game losing streak. And here's BYU with back-to-back losses really needing to beat Washington State to avoid the three-game losing streak. Well, just in the moment, that's good enough. You don't need any of those other ramifications. Yep. Just in the very thing that you just said, just that's get, plenty ammo right, get, in there, right here, right get now. Get off the losing track, get on the winning track. Amen. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. You got a winner. Can people stop calling? Correct. Fernando was our winner this Fernando. Time. And Fernando pumped, I assume. Yes, very Two exciting. pumped winners. Another one coming up at 1035 right here on the Zone Sports Network. BYU is still the best team in the state, hands down, and the rest didn't exactly call it straight during the last two games for the Cougars. But really, only two games matter. Beating Utah, check. we done that. And then getting payback on Bronco next week. Really? Payback on Bronco? I hadn't even thought about payback on Bronco. I don't think of it as payback. I mean, certainly there's a connection there. And you want to beat him? Right. But not payback? Right, I know. Payback's too strong. What did he do... That would require payback. I think if a coach leaves, if a coach gives you a decade and then leaves for double his salary, to double his salary, I don't know what more. You and he want. felt smothered in the market because you, speaking generally of the fan base, smothered him. That's part of the deal. You signed up for it. Tom Holmo's wife once told me they could go anywhere in the Bay Area at yeah. any time when yeah. he was winning Super Bowls as a the player. Niners. Yes, yeah. and here they can't go anywhere. Yep. Oh, it's to the point with the Niners that uh, there was a deal where they had, he'd have to tell the story, maybe you remember it, where they didn't let him into a hotel or get off a bus yeah, or something because he didn't. It was a Super Bowl. <laughs> he looked too he much. He didn't have his credential or something? He credential. He looked too much like an ordinary Joe instead of a member of the Niners Super Bowl team. Profiling. Hmm. Seems to be common. Six foot white guy. You're just trying to wheeze your way into the team six hotel. Two. Six two. Yeah, he is taller than me. You're right. He's trying to played seven, eight years in the league. I'm guessing he was pretty good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And to get those coaching jobs afterwards, somebody must have respected your football IQ. You wouldn't ended up on the Niners staff. Oh, Bill Walsh, you're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, he. I remember Bill Walsh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) He's pretty good at what he did, right? He's got three Super Bowls to show for it. <laughs> Wasn't he recognized as a genius? Yep. Revolutionized the passing game. All right, more feedback coming in from uh, you folks. A lot of you on the start of the jazz season. Are you pumped? <laughs> Following along says, I'm cheery. I wouldn't say I'm pumped. Pumps too much adrenaline for the opener. You got to pace yourself. No, 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 NBA no, no. regular season no. is a marathon. Right. No, it's like in baseball, these teams that suck, they sell out the first day and then they have 10,000 the second day. So you have that big drop off and then you regroup. I would be pumped if I could actually watch it, Ash said. Yeah, I feel for you for those folks who can't do it. Absolutely. 
Greg, well, PK, you revealed your plans to ditch DJ with that maybe for you comment. It's more and more obvious you're the mastermind behind this new KSL deal. What'd you say? <laughs> the mastermind. <laughs> I'm the master of nothing. You're kidding me. I'm trying to survive day to day. I hope I'm still with you five years from now. And that's that would be my goal, but that's not up to me. Uh, here we got a fan saying, uh, I'm not pumped. It's another year of average results and horrible t- TV availability. It's hard to get vested in a team that I cannot watch at home with my kids. Uh, yeah, again, same thing. We can read as many as those, and my opinion of that will never change. I, I feel for you who can't get the games. Uh, and it keeps going. People are bashing on Dish, so... Yeah. Okay, I got you. If I, I would be right there with you, arm yeah. in arm, brother. If, if, if that was our link, yeah. yeah. It's no. frustrating when we lose uh, one network, and we've lost different networks at different times. And now to lose a network that's uh, providing eighty-two jazz games, major frustration. All right, DJ and PK, we are all done. Coming up next, Jake and Ben, right around the corner here on ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the zone.